to the One 101 Podcast. On this show, we break down high-performing strategies, influential interviews, and try to develop discipline, mindset, and character traits. Please welcome your mostly Latino, somewhat literate host, Juan Guadarrama. Did my voice just crack? A little bit. Trashy G and Juan G. It's JG squared. What up, baby? It's been a long time coming. Ish. Juan on Juan with I, Juan and Josh. I think. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Look, there's so many things we could talk about. We That's what I'm not even worried about. We could talk, talk about life. We could talk about love. We could talk about all the things in between. The most important thing is we're here kicking it live. Deuce Gym, Deuce Garage, Venice Beach, California. It's a gorgeous sunny day out, about 75 degrees. If you're not in California, if you're not in Venice Beach, and if you're not a Deuce Gym, you are missing out. Or at least follow the program. You can go to strength202.com, Dead Boys Fitness. Is it deadboysfitness.com or is it just the Instagram? Deadboysfitness.com. There you go. You got multiple See, places you got it. to go. So if you're uh, fat and ugly, you don't really have an excuse anymore. You don't have to be fat and ugly. You could be out of shape and, and good looking. You could be skinny. And it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a lifestyle. Uh, I got a question for you, Joshy G. Yes, sir. Who the fuck is Joshy G? Who? I don't even know um, sometimes. Uh, I actually don't know the full story of Joshy G. Uh, there, there are so many stories of Joshy G, but Joshua Gallegos, that is me. Half Jew, half Mexican. Half Mexican, half Jew. Born in Casper, Wyoming, grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada, the entertainment capital of the world. And I decided when I turned about 20-ish that I wanted to move to L.A. to work on movie and TV shows, which that's exactly what I did. I came to L.A., worked on movie and TV shows for about 10 years, was uh, helping people train for triathlons. And I was like, man, I like this coaching gig. I like helping people achieve a goal. And I started working at a CrossFit gym, a local CrossFit gym, as a front desk person, and then I became a coach. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, that how, is the that is the shortest version of the Joshua G story as possible. Uh, Brian just came in the room. Brian just got fucked up by the prowler. Yeah, Juan spares no expense when it comes to making his poor clients feel the pain. Uh, Sacramento, how's your journey been? Uh, very eye-opening. Very yeah, eye-opening. Yeah? Yeah, it's been awesome. I genuinely appreciate you. Genuinely and, is the... Is the, uh, is the... It's a love-hate. It's a love-hate. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'd <laughs> tell you to go screw yourself every day, but... I wouldn't be here where I'm at if it wasn't for you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, look at that one. I've, uh... With that, I have, uh, I think within the last years, I've learned to have man relationships. I know it sounds a little odd, but... How does that sound odd? Why does that sound odd? Uh, it's just a, a realization I had at some point last year. Um, that having a man relationship is weird? Yeah. But the, uh, I grew up not sharing anything with other guys. Do you think that that is a Latino thing? Because yes. I feel like that is... Uh, I am also Latino despite my looks... You, you as well? Yeah. It's only until the last year that I've uh, started to share and talk about maybe things that are going on in my head. Yeah, yeah same. 
Same. Uh, and I've learned that through other guys opening up to me and it being okay and it not feeling weird. Yeah. Yeah. I always grew up with this mentality and I don't think it was on anybody's fault, but it was like my feelings didn't matter. Like, oh, don't be a baby. Oh, don't overreact. Don't be such a pussy. Correct. You know? And again, I, I, I don't know if that's like a Latino machismo thing or maybe just my, my, my maybe dad. Maybe he had a tough... Generally man thing. Yeah, but thing. my dad was the same way. But I look at my dad. I'm like, what? There might be a reason why you're so angry all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know if your relationship with your dad, but my view of it is like, this is why you're the way you are right now. And uh, having deeper relationships with other people, there's some barrier that's stopping you from doing. That. Well. Yeah, so it wasn't until I was older that I understood that you can find mentors in your life yeah. other than your father. Um, so my dad was not a great mentor. Not like most, not like a lot of people. Not I'm not rare. Not even in this room. But as you get older, you realize like you can you can pick things from other people, men, and then you make them your own. And. Uh, the one thing I got from my dad is, uh, so uh, he had something to teach me, and it was how not to be a bad father, which is why me and my brothers are great dads. Yeah. So, you know, there's something to be there's something to be learned from everybody, which is which is a good thing. Your 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 journey into, as you say, having more male relationships, is is just you expanding your your mentorship like people who could mentor you yeah even even in the smallest way and the other side of that learning how to mentor other guys yeah you're gonna pass that on to your son and he's gonna pass it on to his son and yeah it's a good thing uh yeah it's 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 super cool and super fun uh, back to the Gallegos thing. What has your coaching journey been like? What are maybe key moments uh, that you look back at that either you have enjoyed or maybe have overcome uh, to made you the person that you are today? Uh, well, I mean, there's tons of coaching uh, moments in my in my coaching career that have come up, but. I mean, I just kind of, to generalize it, it's like making sure that people are achieving the goals that they want to achieve, whether it be a weight loss, a PR goal. Uh, those are always the most fulfilling for me when I get to see someone that comes to me and is like, hey, I want to lose X amount of weight or hey, I want to gain you know, strength in this particular lift. And then they achieve that goal and they see like, oh man, all this hard work that I just did in the gym, in and out of the gym, it paid off. To me, those are always the most fulfilling. Uh, is it cool to train Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch? Yes, but to me, when people achieve the goals that they have sought out to uh, achieve for a very, very long period and extended period of time, those are always the things that make me the most fulfilled. Because I know how hard they worked because there was a particular time in my life that I had those same kind of goals, whether it be a weight loss goal, trying to get stronger, trying to get healthier, trying to get faster. And when I know the hard work that I put in to do that, to see somebody else do that as well, it, uh, it is very fulfilling. What parts of that process do you enjoy the most and dislike the most? Programming, the- There's the... not really a lot that I dislike. Uh, programming for 
dead boys and my clients and my personal clients, sometimes I think, you know, on a programming aspect, you can get kind of burnt out. You know, you're just like, oh man, this is another week. I got to fill in all these Google, you know, these Google Docs. But uh, there's not really much that I dislike when it comes to coaching. You know, there were things that like when I had like an office job, I disliked. There were things when I was even a set PA, I disliked. But there's not really a lot of things that I dislike about coaching. It is really a fulfilling job, you know. And it, you know, it goes from coaching a class, coaching a, 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 a person that just walked in the gym, having no experience whatsoever, and coaching an elite athlete. They're all one and the same to me, and they're all very fulfilling in their each individual way. What a. Uh... How or how did you get involved with CrossFit games, regional stuff? Has that been a goal? Did you fall upon that? I kind of fell upon it. I was doing an event with uh, a gym, Dogtown CrossFit. We had a cancer charity fundraiser. Uh, when the the last seat of that event happened, I got on the microphone because the person that was emceeing it was participating in the event. And I started just doing what I normally do. And people took notice, and literally that day, someone came up to me and was like, hey man, you're really good on the microphone, can you want to do this event? And then that event turned into another event, and then it ultimately got me into uh, the regionals, it was like 2012, I emceed the regionals in Pomona, and then from there that got me to the CrossFit Games, and since 2012, in some way, shape, or form, I've emceed a CrossFit or functional fitness event, whether it be Wadapalooza, the Games, regionals, uh... California, there's like some local comp around here. Usually, I get asked to do that stuff, so it's been kind of fun. Just because I, I don't look at it as a as a as a as a life style in the sense that like I don't look at it as like a career. I look at it as like, I like to do something fun on the weekend, and I get paid to do it. Like I like to entertain. Obviously, you sure you know that one. You know, being around me twenty four seven, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, I like to entertain people, and I try to make people laugh, and that's kind of what I do when I'm on the floor. Has that always? been the case that I always been joshy yeah i mean look uh, when i was growing up like i was a, i loved professional wrestling so that kind of pushed me towards like going into theater like in high school but at the same time too i was somewhat of an athlete so i, I played soccer yeah i was in wrestling uh so i did not look like your typical theater kid you yeah. know i'm very outgoing um and so those things kind of were just a combination of who i am now what skills what what did you get out of theater that you now look back at and are grateful for? I think it's being able to communicate to an audience. You know, obviously, we're when you're coaching a class, you're not on a stage, and you're not in front of you know, you know, two hundred people, but you are in front of people. So being able to have the ability to talk in front of a large group of people and being comfortable uh, doing so, I think that that has helped. Uh, also, do being able to learn and react on the fly. Obviously, uh, you know, when I was in theater, we did plays and musicals and that type of shit. So you had, you know, some sort of a script, but there were things that, like, helped you as far as, far as being able to improv and learn on the fly. And I think that has helped out as well. You know, being able to be comfortable, being able to project and use different, you know, uh, techniques to get your, not only your point across, but also not blowing out your voice, you know, coaching five or six classes a day or... Vice versa, blowing out your voice, emceeing a, a, a three-day CrossFit event. And then know. trying to coach. Yeah, and then trying to coach on Tuesday, you know, so. Uh, how did you get involved with all the wrestlers? Uh, I catfished Seth Rollins on Twitter. Did you really? I did. I, uh, 
I, Dogtown, I was coaching at the time. Uh, I asked Lindsay Valenzuela, she was a, or she is a CrossFit Games athlete. And I said, hey, can I use your Twitter account to, to message Seth Rollins? Because I figured, oh. you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't respond you. to me. Yeah. I'm a nobody on Twitter, but if he saw somebody with like a blue check mark, he would respond. And he did, and he came into the gym, we became buds. And then the next time he came into town, he was like, hey, man, I really like your programming. You want to program for me? And I was like, well, fuck yeah. Of course I do. So me and a buddy of mine, we started programming for him, and the rest is history. Dang. Yeah. So sometimes catfishing does work. Uh, not that I'm not that I'm telling people to catfish people. Just catfish for sure. Yeah. Works. Flora and I just finished watching the show yesterday. I saw that. Yeah. How uh, was that? It is the fucking worst, most entertaining show ever. Yeah. It is fucking garbage. And so the the show's called The Circle. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, mostly were watching that as a joke and then got fucking sucked in. That's how, that's the problem with the Netflix show. Is you're like, oh, this is silly. And then you're like, I'm hooked. I'm fucking hooked. Uh, but we were both happy that the guy that we wanted to win won. We did notice that the people who were trying to catfish eventually got sniffed out. Just mm-hmm. like, you're trying, you're trying too hard. Yeah. Is what happens. Um, but in your case it fucking worked yeah. as well um, what other media stuff are you doing right now I know there's the uh, side show yeah thing. I work for I, I wear many hats I, I co-host a, uh, a YouTube show uh, for Sideshow Collectibles I'm a big nerd when it comes to comic books pop culture you and horror fucking stuff. Justin Jesus yeah. Christ yeah how do you hold that much capacity? I don't know. That, that's my problem, is that I'm all over the place. If I'm not here <laughs> at the gym, I'm on the road with the wrestlers. If I'm not on the road with the wrestlers, I am emceeing a CrossFit event. If I'm not emceeing a CrossFit event, I'm at I'm in Thousand Oaks shooting this stuff for uh, Sideshow. So, you know, I wish one would pay more than the other. But the other, the other thing, too, is I like doing all this stuff. You know, I yeah. probably don't need to do one or two th- or three of these things, but no, I like doing you, it. You, you, your inner fabric requires that's, you to. that's what I'm saying so I can't say no otherwise you would go nuts yeah I so like like I said I just I can't say no I don't think if it I would go nuts I just I guess I enjoy doing this stuff I enjoy talking about you know Spider-Man and, and, and Batman and Michael Myers and then I like coming here and lifting heavy weights with you and LG and then I also like all, being on the road with these professional wrestlers people that I grew up watching and you know, idolizing and being around that that type of lifestyle in the sense that I get to travel with them and work out with them and, you know, be backstage and seeing how the process kind of happens. It's, it's all really cool. Yeah. I have a naive, innocent, non-nerd question. Sure. I always wonder, and I've never asked this because it hasn't come up, when they come out with new superhero movies or storyline I guess is that so when they make a new movie or a new show is that story already set or does someone have to make it up it all depends if it's a uh, if it's an established comic book character of some sort or superhero say it's Batman yeah normally they have some sort of idea right uh, I know there's a new Batman movie coming out and it's based off of from what I'm being told it's based off of a collection of comics that has already come out so it really all depends oh okay so what about the Joker Joker for example the Joker I, from what I was told is a completely original 
different take on his origin. There's like 10 different origin stories of the Joker in the comic book realm. Todd Phillips, the director of the Joker, decided to come up with his own version of how the Joker was created. And who decides you're allowed to do that? Uh, I think it's... Money? That meeting's being pitched to uh, a studio executive, them thinking it's a good idea. I mean, there's all kinds of... You know. There's no like right person that yeah. says like if you if no, what, if bullshit. You, this is the origin story. I mean, there are people that are like, no way, the Joker isn't going to come that way. But again, you, if they if it's pitched the right way, you can get people excited about anything. The Joker is fire, by the way. I like it. Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, I had to pay attention. Yeah, it took me a couple of tries. At this age, it takes me at least two tries to watch. At this age, how old are you? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. This guy. Whoa! How many kids you got? I got well that I know of. Fair. That I know of. Yeah, I got one that I know of. Yeah, I am thirty (laughs) nine. But I have tons of kids. All my clients are like big kids, so there you go. That's true. Uh, In your time in the fitness world, what have you seen happen? What do you mean? Fucking with any of it. More knuckleheads, less knuckleheads. Good route going the bad route. I know you have an opinion on the competition thing, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that... Where do you think it started? Fit, fitness is not going anywhere anytime soon, especially for us. We are very lucky because we live in California. Fitness is a big part of the culture here in California. Especially in L.A., yeah. especially in Santa yeah. Monica and Venice. Yeah, so there are always going to be fitness needs that, are, that, are going to, that, that need to be met. Um, am I a person that says like, oh, F45 is the way, CrossFit's the way, you know, box and burn? No, I mean, look, there's going to be a gimmick, a new gimmick every month or a new gimmick every year. Uh, I at the beginning of my tenure in in fitness, I think I was so set in my ways on like CrossFit's the way or or bodybuilding's the way or oh, triathlon training's the way. And look, you do whatever you feel is best for you and your needs. And I think that, if anything, that's what I've kind of learned, you know, to be completely and 1,000% vulnerable, a place like Deuce, I remember looking down upon this place in the sense that I was like, oh man, there are so many gimmicks, and oh, how can they work out outside, and oh, this and all that, and just kind of like a, a, a snob about this place. And then when you come here and you realize like, oh shit, like it's not about what you guys do, it's about the community that you build and the support of the community around you where I'm like oh man this place is so much more than strongman oh it's so much more than uh, than CrossFit oh it's so much more than you know uh, breath and exposure and I think that that's what makes this place so special and what a lot of places whether it's CrossFit Box and Burn Orange Theory that's what they're missing is that they're some people like just going into a place doing their shit and leaving but a place like Deuce and I'm sure there are other places out there uh that's what makes the place special is that there's not just about the programming it's not just about the equipment it's not just about the location but it's the people the coaches the community that are there to support you and i think there are a lot of people out there that are missing that aspect and if they had that you know it it would be so much better for them psychologically you know yeah has uh how do you think crossfit gyms boutique gyms have disrupted the dis, uh, fitness market I don't think it's disrupted the fitness market in the sense that you know look there are going to be people that want to try new stuff there are going to be some weird and brand new gimmick out there whether it's like 
Uh, you know, one of those ride the mechanic. What's the newest one that you've seen? Not that I know, but I remember one seeing one that's like, oh, let's ride this mechanical surfboard. You know, like, oh, let's. Uh, Are you talking about two twenty fitness? Sure. What? Are you talking I, about my first gym? It was that. Was that you? I may or may have not taught that class. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Look, there are some people that want to try that. Is that something that I would want to do? No. But am I going to look down at this day and age and, and discourage that? No. Why? Yes, I, I will. And I'll tell you what. It's because, look, is it them sitting on the couch doing nothing or getting out of their house and doing something? I'd rather them do something than do nothing. Yeah, but if you're already at that point, hey, fucking. They got to get there. It's baby steps, right? Uh, yeah, I like, it's, like a, it's a battle look, that I always have. Look, the only reason I got into the gym, my dad was a big bodybuilder, and this was before I was into fitness at all. The only reason I got into the gym was because I was a big wrestling fan, and I wanted to look like my heroes. I wanted to look like Shawn Michaels. I wanted to look like Bret Hart. I wanted to look like Macho Man or Andy Savage. I don't want to look like Hogan or the Warrior because they were just too big. But to me, those three guys are like, oh, they look obtainable. Like I could possibly look like them one day. Yeah. So that's what got me into the gym. My dad fucking baby stepped me the whole way. Yeah. Right? If my dad was a fucking psychopath, not that I'm saying that he's not, but if he was a psychopath and was like, oh, you gotta do this, somebody like just fucking threw me into the deep end head first, I probably would have quit. You know? And the fact that he kind of baby stepped me into it, and that's why I, fitness has been such a huge part of my life. Even when I was working in the movie and, and TV industry, like on my gym or on my lunch breaks, sometimes I would just go into the studio gym. Because that was the only time I was able to train. Yeah. Right? Um, and it was just kind of ingrained in me. Like, oh, physical fitness. And, it, you know, it, at one point I was like, oh, trying to look like these guys. And then it, t- it slowly turned into being healthy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh. It went from like, oh, I want to look like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. To like, oh, I'm doing this so I can remain healthy. Yeah. So I'm not overweight. And like I said, if it was... That was baby stepped into me. If it was just, if I was just thrown into the deep end, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, or I probably would have resisted and not done it at all. Yeah. And so, taking somebody like Dead Boys Fitness is a perfect example. We get a lot of people that have never worked out into a gym before. If I was like, "Hey, do this, do Grace at one thirty-five ninety-five," these people would be like, "No, no, thank yeah, you." It's too much. But it, you got to. It's also too much risk on on the. Our coaching end. Yeah, true. But I'm just saying, like, but if I'm able to to baby step them into doing a workout that is just consists of bodyweight stuff, and granted, you know, doing, you know, no push-up burpees and, you know, couch squats aren't the greatest thing in the world for me personally, but for this person, it's great. So going back to your original statement in the sense of like, oh, yeah, riding the mechanical surfboard may be silly, but it's getting them off of the couch and it's getting them to be physically fit in some capacity. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, hey, they're like, what should I do to get in shape? It's like, just put, an, just put a podcast on and go for a 40-minute walk. That's more than you probably have ever done in an entire year. Yeah. You know? For yeah. most of the people that I come in contact with. Yeah. Now, obviously, California, Venice Beach, Santa Monica is completely different because these people are on another yeah. level fitness-wise. Two gyms, three gym yeah. membership. But people in the Midwest or wrestling fans that you know, wear triple extra or quadruple extra large t-shirts, going for a 45 minute walk is like you and I doing Fran in under three minutes, you know? Yeah. Uh, tell me about the journey of Dead Boys Fitness. Yeah, it, it's fucking fire. Um, That's kind of where it came from. It came from people emailing me and DMing me and Seth Rollins being like, how do I 
get started. I see what you guys are doing, and they kind of had that same mentality that I had when I was 12 or 13. Be like, I want to look like Bret Hart. I want to look like Shawn Michaels. But the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels of the day now are Seth Rollins and Cesaro. And for the girls, it's Becky and it's Bailey and it's Sasha. And so how do I translate that to the wrestling fan? Uh, and that's how Dead Boys Fitness came about. Obviously, there's a big CrossFit component because Seth and I love CrossFit. But we started to see that there are tons of people out there that not only don't know how to do the movements of CrossFit, but they need to start not in the deep end. So we created mostly bodyweight stuff for them. So yeah. now people can sign up not knowing a thing about fitness. And we walk them step by step on how to do a bodyweight uh, workout yeah. uh, without them having to get a gym membership or having to get, uh, you know, they, they, they could do it in Just their living room. Barrier. Well, they could do that in their living room because also, too, a gym can be intimidating, right? If you come to a, 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 dim, a gym like Deuce, right, even though we are very, very friendly and we say hi to everybody and we might try to make people feel welcome, there are people that are like, oh, my God, this is intimidating. You know, there's people yeah. slamming weights and there's people, you know, throwing down and you're like, holy shit, like this, I'm not ready for this. Uh, and so being able to do these workouts in their in living room for the time being until they get comfortable uh, is, is important, you know? Yeah. It should come. Uh, <laughs> I find that curious, funny, interesting because uh, you see my Tuesday, Thursday class GPP plus. Mm-hmm. And it's just me and a bunch of way older athletes. Yeah. And I'm just fucking wrestling with them and but, having a fucking blast. Uh, but it's funny the first time they come in, like, you're going to be the one fucking coaching me? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, got you. Don't worry. Well, that's the thing, too. A lot of CrossFit gyms or a lot of gyms in general don't have Wands. They don't have Josh's. They don't have Lauren's. They don't have Lacey's. They don't have Logan's in their gym. You know, they're are- meatheads. No, just people that can read the audience and be like, oh, I know what to do to get these people to be comfortable. You know, there are times, there are times in my coaching career that, you know, I have not been the most friendliest, you know, when people come in and not said hi or, you know, I'm definitely guilty of it. I've had a bad day and I've let that translate into my class. And that's obviously not something that I'm proud of, but you know, you catch somebody on the wrong day and you're like, well, fuck, I'm not going back into this gym or I'm not going to, you know what I mean? So that's why it's always important to just kind of always have that mindset of like oh shit you know even though I'm having a bad day I can't I can't be a, a jerk because this person this is a make or break for them especially the the clients that I deal with you know it's their first time going to a gym and then you got a grumpy Joshy G that's like wah, 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 wah. they're never gonna come back in that gym again you know so that's you know that's something that I had to learn you know like oh shit you can't can't always be in a, in a grumpy mood even though you might be grumpy you know yeah this place is scary to walk into because the only way in is the main big ass gate. Mm-hmm. So you gotta have a lot of balls to start to like park and walk through the gate. But yeah, as soon as you walk through the gate, you're vulnerable. You're out in the fucking open. Well, it, and I remember that first day because I went from Gen Gen Pop yeah to coming in here. I'm like, fuck, what is this place? Well, in a way, you know, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but it's like, you know, you're walking into prison. You got, you're, it is a yard. Yeah. You know, there are people slamming, you know, uh, concrete, you know, balls or, uh, you know, they're deadlifting with these metal plates, clanging and banging. <coughs> Excuse me, you got a class going on and for some person farm that... Farm tanning. Yeah, farm tanning, dogs, you know what I mean? You're like, holy shit, what is happening? Babies this is, running around. This is legit the Wild West. But when you're here... <laughs> 
long enough, you realize like, oh, that's just the vibe of this place. And I think that that is what I appreciate the most is that it has a vibe. It's not just like, you know, your typical gym. It's so much more. And there are gyms like that all across America. And I would even Tell us about these events that you do around the country with Dead Boys. Uh, Day with the Dead Boys is a fun event. It takes those people that have never worked out before, sometimes have worked out, and we put them on a level playing field. Uh, very similar to like an intro class, but we kind of you know read the room and see who can do what. Uh, and they get to work out with their favorite WWE superstars. So a guy like Seth Rollins will... I will coach the class. Seth Rollins almost kind of co-coaches, and we put people through a 45-minute workout. And then afterwards, they could ask questions, take pictures. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's been going on. Uh, this is going into our third year now. And we do them on very big uh, pay-per-view events, so like WrestleMania, Survivor oh. Series, Royal Rumble, which is next week, uh, and uh, SummerSlam. And, yeah, they've just been a lot of fun. And... You know, it gets fitness introduced to a group of people that may not. So this is do people's mo uh, first time usually going into a CrossFit gym. Yeah, nine out of ten times. I mean, there are people like I said, there are uh, a few people that have done this with us before. So this will be like somebody's fifth or sixth time. But there is a big group of people that have never done CrossFit, much less any kind of exercise. And so we've had all every type of athlete. We've had elite athlete. We had beginners. We had people that are extremely overweight we had old people we had people in wheelchairs we i mean you got super jack people that yeah. got tim the other day that came in yeah yeah, yeah. tim or todd tim tim yeah yeah so we, uh he's fucking monster <laughs> yeah so we we get all avenues of athletes and like i said this one will be will be a this one will be a big one because we have about 40 people signed up it'll be in houston it's gonna be a lot of fun first time yeah um uh, tell us a little bit about your event experience uh, what have you seen where you think it's going? Uh, as, event, as far as like a CrossFit event, a functional yeah. fitness event? Uh, I mean, look, I, I think there are a lot of people out there that try to make their events so big and grandioso that they forget about the, the, the athlete in the sense that, like, look, to have a good event, you don't have to have a thousand Super bells and whistles. You don't have to have... <clears throat> so many gimmicks you don't have to have a marathon before and like you know a triathlon after like look you just keep an event simple and you keep an event fun and you make it an experience you're gonna have people coming back and I think that that's a big thing that I see out there that people are failing to do is that they're trying to recreate the CrossFit games or they're trying to recreate X, Y, and Z and in reality just be your own event you know what I mean uh, I think a lot of people are, are, are trying so hard to get a particular athletes to their event when they shouldn't even be worried about look if I were to hold an event tomorrow would it be cool if Rich Froning showed up 1000% but would I cater that event to an elite athlete absolutely not because if, if anything is going to fuck up your event well I'm just saying the goal of at least the, the events that I've thrown and these are events like gym in, in house comps at like Paradiso or Dogtown was to get people to participate and when I say people I mean like your everyday athlete right because most of these people that take classes at these gyms, they've never done any kind of extracurricular uh, sporting, like, like soccer, yeah. or baseball, you know, basketball, right? So they don't know what it's like to compete. 
in an event. And it's very nerve-wracking. I remember doing my first one, and I was like, it was some local comp in Woodland Hills or something, and I was, I was so nervous I was going to throw up. And now this is coming from a guy who used to do theater productions and would never get nervous. You know, we'd do yeah. soccer games in high school and, and, and wrestling meets, never get nervous. But for some reason, I was so nervous on this event. But I'm glad I did it because it was a lot of fun. And <clears throat> that's how I try to recreate that same kind of feeling on the events that I do. Is that event that you did still exist? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, but it was like I said, it was just like a local comp at a gym. It wasn't anything like to write home about. Um, but when I've done a few at, at Paradiso, for example, I did like the Great American Bash. I try to make it like wrestling themed just because that's what I know. And so the promos leading up to it, I try to make it fun. Yeah. Or I did a, a partner workout or partner comp there called uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre and I made it like 1930s themed <laughs> and I would make like these really fun promos because again <clears throat> I just wanted to make the events fun so then people came they forgot about yeah it's a, it's about competing yeah it's my first competition <laughs> they just treated it like a normal day at the CrossFit gym you yeah. know and I made the focus it was like I'm just giving them bells and whistles to like look at as opposed to them freaking out about them having to compete yeah. you know having a good DJ there having booths and vendors and having really cool prizes that took away from them freaking out about oh shit I gotta do this workout you know yeah so uh, where do you think most promoters fail uh, just the bell and whistle well no just or... with forgetting about making it an experience right uh, you know I think the reason why Waterpalooza is so successful is because it's in Miami it's a fucking party. And it's a party, right? Same thing with the Ultimate Hawaii Trail Run. Yes, it is a destination, Hawaii, Miami, but they're making it an experience. I think that there are a lot of, uh, you know, CrossFit competitions uh, out there, you know, especially a lot of local comps, they don't make it an experience. They just make it like it's an in-house throwdown. Now, I don't know if they make money, but I would not try to do something if I didn't think that it was not just to make a little bit of money but also to be a successful event you know I mean it's a, a successful event means that at the end of the event they come up to you and be like hey this was so much fun when is the next one yeah. right? every time I threw an event at Paradiso or Dogtown an in-house comp that's what I would get hey when is the next one when is the next one you know that to me that makes it a successful event making a little bit of money sure but people being pumped at when the next event or when the next event comes and it sells out instantly that is a sign of success. Not, you know, the money, even though the money does help. In your opinion, the recent changes of the CrossFit Games, do you think it's positive or negative? I think it's positive if you can put on a, a spectacular event. I mean, I love the regionals and I miss that format. But two, it also gives people the chance to shine. If you can put on a really rad competition, then let me see it. You know, the cream is always going to rise to the top, you know? Yeah. And I think that that is, uh, you know, nothing can be, that, that is a perfect example of where competitions lie now. Like, can you, can you put up or shut up, you know? If you think you can put on a better event than the CrossFit Games, well, now's your chance because that was always like the big thing during regionals. Like, oh, regionals was programmed like shit or, oh, that, that was like sucked and okay, well, now it's your chance. If you got the money and you got the time, show us you can create a better. Was event. that the rationale? Or was, no, know? but I just would. I would hear that from time to time. Yeah, right? and I usually I mean, there'll, there'll be critics <clears throat> for everything. Well, I just think usually that was only because of 
the event wasn't going their athletes' way, you know. Uh, so it's just people complaining, you know. Yeah. But now here's your chance, right? Or, you know, I saw, I think, last year, people were like, oh, Guadapalooza was programmed like shit, or oh, this event was programmed like shit. Like, okay, well then, put up the money and create your own event. Oh, and also be a better athlete. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. Um, do you, by chance, know how... Well, one, is there a lot of players in that? And two, is there room for new people to get the opportunity to sanction their uh, competitions? Uh, there are uh, just like a handful of players. And when I say players, I think there are a handful of people that kind of got it down. Uh, I think there's always room, right? But again, you got to have the money, right? If you look at, like, let's say pro wrestling, right? The big dog is WWE. There are other minor league wrestling companies, but there's no one bigger than WWE. Could Juan, if he had the money, start his own wrestling league? 1,000%. But you have to have the money, you have to have the resources. Very similar to this, right? Could you compete with a Loud and Live? Could you compete with a Rogue Fitness? I guess if you could, if you wanted to, put up the money and, and show us. But if not, you know, uh, then, yeah. Again, if you have the money and resources, I believe that, yes, there, are, there is room to put up an event. Me personally, would I want to compete with Wadapalooza uh, or Rogue or Mayhem Classic? No, right? My goal would be to put on a, a competition that people can compete but also have a good time. I think that those sanctioned events have way too much at stake for people to have fun. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> There's so much on the line as far as getting a ticket to the CrossFit Games and this, that, and the other that people can't have a good time because they're so focused on the yeah, task at hand which is to get to the Madison. Takes, takes the fun out. Yeah. So I would much rather have a, an event where, you know, people are having fun and yeah. still competing at a high level yeah. but maybe not take it so serious. Last CrossFit question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about the move to Wisconsin? You know, at first I was kind of like, I poo-pooed it but Madison's a really cool city. Yeah. So I enjoy it. You know, obviously it being in California and right down the street, it made it easy it for made us yeah. all money. Yeah. <laughs> Every person that came to California, they were dropping in at, at all, all my friends' all gyms. gyms. Yeah. But so I think that there, the, the initial knee jerk reaction was like, shit, why are they moving to Wisconsin? Wisconsin sucks. But after spending the last three years in Wisconsin, it's a really rad city. So I don't hate it. What does a day in the life of Joshua look like? Today? Today is pretty chill. Uh, but usually it's, I have you got, you got private any... clients in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, then I usually train. I try to train after that. Uh, depends if I have sideshow. Then I, I race the Thousand Oaks and shoot the sideshow. Uh, if it's on the weekends, I'm either crossfitting. Or, I'm sorry, not crossfitting, but yes, in a way I am. Uh, I'm on the road with my clients, Becky and Colby and Claudio. Or I'm emceeing at a crossfit event. And yeah. If I'm not walking my dog or getting coffee at Minotti's, I'm at the gym. And if I'm not at the gym, I'm at home working on my laptop. And if I'm not at home working on my laptop, I'm asleep. What is the last most fun event within the last three months that you've done? Uh, The CrossFit Games and or the Rogue Invitational. Rogue Invitational last year was a well thought out, put together event by Katie and Bill Henniger. And... uh, Katie, who I met today? Yes, Katie, who I met today. Uh, And I'm not just saying that because she was here today. I'm just saying that that was a lot of fun. Is she helping host the Strongman? I think Rogue is a sponsor, but I don't think she's hosting. Yeah. 
these strongmen really or did Rogue really jump on the strongman? Yeah, right. they actually had a strongman component last year. It wasn't a, a competition. They just had their athletes yeah. demonstrating some really cool shit. Yeah. So when she was like, really? hey, I'm going to be in, uh, in Santa Monica. You want to go? I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, I they had on some dope Rogue uh, advertisements on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And Lucas would watch the whole thing. Yeah. It was, it was pretty tough. Yeah, so they, they put together a, a hell of an event. Uh, obviously, Waterpalooza is fun. Uh, just because it's in Miami and the Loud and Live crew do a really good job. Are you going this year? Uh, I don't know. What uh, uh, In 2020, what is something that you're excited for? Uh, the growth of Dead Voice Fitness. Obviously, I would like double the members that I have. Um, that's been a lot of fun. Obviously, being here at Deuce and being exposed to not just functional fitness and CrossFit, but, you know, Strongman, Breath and Exposure, uh, that's been a lot of fun and just really dialing in my, my coaching uh, you know I gotta go get my level 2 renewed hopefully getting my level 3 I can't believe it's been 5 years since let's I got my level go, 2 let's go baby yeah, I can't believe it's been 5 years since I got my level 2 and more since I got my level 1 so I gotta do that so that's been fun and just you know you know I, taking more flexing photos only when you ask it, Every time. All right. No, but yeah, just being a better coach, and I think that that's something that you know I'm a lot. Of, I'm around a lot of great coaches. You, Logan. I have some friends, uh, Jay Ferugia, um, Harley Pasternak, and they like look. You just can't expect one cert or two certs to be the end all be all. You got to constantly Keep learn. You got to constantly going, trying and, and and improving yourself, and that's something that I've definitely taken to heart. So. You know, being able to expand my horizons as far as coaching goes, as well as keeping my head uh, attached to my body when it comes to focusing on the right things. Those, those are the two things that I, I feel like my 2020, that, that, that is the road path to a great yeah. 2020. What, uh, what words would you say to a younger coach? What are some words of advice of things maybe that you learned? Uh, you got like a 21 year old kid just trying to figure look, out look I mean I would just be a sponge and absorb everything I mean that's kind of what I did uh, at Dogtown and uh, you know I would also say like your way may not be the way you know I think that that was a lesson that I learned later it's like hey you know CrossFit may not be the end all be all there are other things out there that people like and enjoy to do and try not to shit on it yeah. you know if people want to ride the mechanical surfboard let them ride the mechanics. Run a marathon a yeah. month. Yeah, run. You want to run a marathon a month? It may not be my cup of tea, but if that's what gets you out of the house, then do it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited. I learned a, a little bit more about you. I know we've tiptoed here and there. Ah, hey, I'll ask you this: is that I'm interested. You kind of give me little bits. Uh, what are some assumptions about Deuce and one that you had before? That maybe have that you've learned from. Well, no, I think like I said earlier, it's just like I think there's this mentality that you know Deuce thinks that they're better than everybody. At least that's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, oh, these guys think that they're just fucking the shit. Fuck these guys because they don't know. <laughs> and then when I came here, I'm like, oh, they could give two. They they don't they don't care. Like right? Oh man, like I PR'd my grace time by X amount of minutes. Like okay, cool, man. Like, yeah. nobody cares. And when I say nobody cares, it's not that they don't care. They don't care about you being 
a superstar athlete. They don't care about you coaching Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. They don't. They, they don't care about the ego shit. They just want you to do good. They want you to. to you know what I mean? Like, there's no. I, I don't know if I'm. I'm if this is coming across the right way, but it's just like the going in here. I thought everybody was, you know, not as caring and loving as they are. And the, the fact of the matter is, is not only does dudes not care in the sense that they don't care that. You're some superstar athlete. They just want you to do good, and they want to encourage yeah. you. Yeah, you know, and that we're all in this together. It's not an individual thing; it's a yeah. community thing. And I think that that was the one thing that I was like, "Oh man, I had this all wrong." That I think that's been the key to our survival. One, because we have no superstar athletes, um, so we've had to build the foundation on something, and that has been on the effort and on the coaching, um, and. It's funny that you say we don't care because we don't care. We only care about the things that we are focusing on, right? Like yeah. the the really hard thing where I think people, especially in this little two-mile radius, is oh, Diesel's got all this fucking CrossFit athletes and they've been to the games with their teams. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really affect us or their business at all. all. All we're focusing on is development. And again, I, look, and I, you know, I'm not trying to knock Diesel. I don't think that people were going there because they went to the games. I think they went there because of the coaching. They went there because of Lauren. They yeah. went there because of Suver. They went there because of me. They went there because there were good quality coaches that were there and were able to relay the message across. Yeah. All right? I mean, it's a great facility in the sense that, like, they had, you know... But don't get me wrong. They have fucking monsters. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it, at the end of the day, too, like that's only going to last for so long we're here you know there are people that want to get their first pull up and they want to you know lose that weight and they want to be able to not feel like shit the next day and that's fine and there are two totally different gyms and that's yeah we've we've also lost people based on the speed of our class compared to what they want and it goes back to depends what you want yeah and that's totally fine you know and that's what's so great about it is that like you know if you don't want this you can go somewhere else and get it yeah, but I do know that when it comes to community and support and trying to relay the message of health and fitness and being able to help as many people as possible, I think that this is something that I didn't produce <clears throat> as a place that I didn't think was that place, and it actually is. It's you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I won't say too much, but hopefully Josh and I can bring some heat together. Oh yeah. Um, bring our brains in. Um, this is our first step in doing so. Um, I'm for sure all about this year. My goal is to bring as many people together to create bigger things. For sure, the realization, even more now, is how much more powerful we can all be in numbers. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you coming for to Lucas's birthday. Because that, I, I don't know if you know this, and I'll say this now, was me trying to prove a point and teach the world, because there was a lot of different circles there at, at Lucas's party, of we have such a strong community, we can fucking change the world. Yeah. Within our immediate community, and then branch out. Um, just like teaching Lucas that, I'm like, love, and you're allowed to have friends, and know how to build this my gym community my school my son's school community um recently that's been 
probably the biggest event in my life that I was really personally proud of. Like, yo, get to get to this level right here, right now in the world of fucking internet, yeah. to have real life people and know everyone on a personal basis, it, it was really meaningful to me. Yeah, that was, that was, and it was a cool birthday too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was a little upset I didn't get to, to hit the pinata. But. <laughs> we gotta be under th- four feet. Tall. I mean, <laughs> you're a foot and a half tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there should have been an adult pinata. That's all I'm saying. Next year, next year for sure. Uh, but no, man, that was it. Was that, that's such a cool message, and I think that that you know, on a on a grander scale, that's kind of what deuces, right? It's the same thing, right? You know, you have a bunch of people coming together to, you know, change the world for the better, you know, and I think that that's what a lot of gyms fail. They're so focused on everybody else, they're not focused on themselves. Here, they're you guys almost have blinders on. You don't care what everybody else is doing. Just, we're focusing on us and us alone, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm also excited. Oh, you're going to be... Yeah. I'm bummed that you're going to be gone, but I'm uh, excited for the Deuce End to be at the Fit Expo. Yeah, soon. man. That, that's, that, uh, I've, I've been to the Fit Expo. It's, a, it's an interesting time. It's an interesting event. A lot of free samples given out. A lot of interesting people, characters walking around. But you guys are going to have a blast. Flora and I were laughing because we were looking back at old photos of us. Uh-huh. Like five, seven years ago. And we're fucking tiny. Yeah. And you're so excited just to like, oh, that's that fitness person. Yeah. But now it's our world. And you're like, oh, we're going to be there? Yeah. And we're going to participate? And you're the fitness person that people are like, and oh, that's fitness one. Person? Yeah, that's one from one This is fucking insane. Yeah. There's so, no way I thought I was going to do this. Yeah, it'll be fun. And especially you competing. Like, I think that's usually the, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, having people compete for the first time. I feel like that's why the Open is so special is because yeah. people do extraordinary things when they're put under pressure a little bit and they get to compete on a level like that. And so... I think you're going to see some really cool shit happen. Yeah. I uh, want people to understand that you don't have to be a pro athlete to get the same relative stimulus and feeling. Yeah. Like, you can be great within the capacity that you have. Yep. And that that's, that goes with life. Uh, that goes with, with your physical development. You don't need to be this other... You don't need to be LeBron James. You can be your best in that capacity. Yeah. LeBron James isn't you in different capacities. I don't think LeBron James could host a show like you can. We all We all have... No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We all have fucking different skills that makes us special and yeah. great. Uh, where do you want to point people towards? Instagram, Douche website... Gym, Douche Gym, Athletics, Joshy G27, Dead Boys Fitness. Easy to find on the internet. Easy. Dead Boys Fitness comes up first before yours comes up, by the way, when yeah. you write your name. I'll take it. <laughs> Did you know that? No, but I'll take it. <laughs> I Joshy, will take it. thank you. Thank you, brother. Hopefully this is one of many episodes. This oh. is a loose episode. Next this time I'll have a topic, I promise. Uh, my camera's down, so we only have audio right now. Wait till the when the camera's up and there's video. Dang. This is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just the appetizer. Mm, four before, play. The, before the main course. Four play. Hi, Bo. Hey. Bye. Bye. <laughs>